So just continuing on. See, God's wanting to show you things, great and mighty things. Remember, uh, uh, oh, what is it? Is it Jeremiah 33.3 where it says, call me and I'll answer and I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know. He, He said, I will show you things that you've never seen before. I will show you things that you, you've never dreamed it, you haven't thought it up, you can't get there on your own. But with my involvement in the way that you think, I can show you things, I can show you stuff that'll blow your little mind. Is that awesome? That God wants to show you things that, that, that you don't know. And how, how many of you realize that there are things you don't know? I know that's shocking for some of you, you know, uh, because we're under the impression that we, that we know everything, but God's wanting to show you things that you've, that you, that, that's never crossed your mind, and, and, and he's, he's, he's wanting to uh, uh, release his thoughts into your life, that you would have the ability to think the thoughts that God thinks. I'm telling you, I don't think the enemy wants us to get this. I don't think the enemy wants us to embrace this reality. When God said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, it, you know, it wasn't a put down. It was an invitation up. He said, you know, your way, your way is, is lower than my way. And well, what's he mean my way? He's talking about your way of thinking. Man, this, this, your thoughts are taking you to, but you realize that where you are in life is the result of your thoughts. I know you'd love to blame somebody for a lot of stuff, and, and at, at least in my life, there are certain things I would just love the opportunity to, to blame on somebody else. And it's kind of like complaining. I tried it. It didn't work. You know, uh, uh, but, but you are, in, in your life, you, you know, it's the result of your thoughts, and, and your thoughts determine the direction of your life. If you think weak, you're going to grow weak. If you think uh, little, you're going to grow little. If you think up, you're going to grow up. As a man thinketh in his heart, that's how he is, right? So, so we need to take responsibility for how we think. You know, we got to stop thinking the way people think that don't have access to God's thoughts, right? You have access to God's thoughts, Romans 12, 2, and, you know, most of us can quote it. We love it in God's Word. It said, hey, don't, don't become like the people of this world. Instead, change the way you think. Change the direction of your thought. Okay, change, change the direction. Choose where, where are you going to go in life and begin to think that direction. Oh, somebody. You know, just, just change the way you think, and, and you, can, you can change. See, here's the deal, is that uh, a lot of us don't realize it, but we're, we're in a warfare. You, you, realize, you realize you are under attack. Fathers, listen to me. Not only are you under attack, your spouse is under attack. Your kids are under attack. You know, back in the day, World War I, World War II, you know, those, the, the, you know Vietnam, and, and we are fighting for, uh, for property. We're fighting for real estate. We're taking ground. But the warfare has shifted, hadn't it? You know, and, and now, you know, they weren't just trying to kill 3,000 people, you know, on 9-11. They're trying to capture 30 million mines, right? And there's a shift. And let me tell you something about the enemy that's, that you're up against is he's a terrorist, 
and he comes in the middle of the night and he shows up and he's messing with your head. And, you know, Christians in America aren't being sawn asunder and ridiculed and spat upon and beaten and tortured out in the public center. No, but they're being killed all of the day long and led as sheep to the slaughter. How? In, in their thoughts. And, and, and the enemy, there's a warfare against your mind. And, and he's trying, you know, anything that's biblical is, is like not popular and, and it's not acceptable. And, 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 and the enemy is at war. You are under attack. See, there's different places where you can succeed. You've tried, you know, you're, you, you might be sharp, yeah, man. You go to work in any, in any arena and you can elevate yourself up the ladder because you, you, you got drive, and you, but that ain't working for you up in life. You, you know, because everybody in this place, let me just tell you, everybody in this place has got some stuff going on in their life, and there's some issues that they don't tell everybody else about. Well, we're going to get real for a minute. Okay, you got stuff in your life that you're praying to God, and ain't nobody ever going to find out, because it ain't the stuff that you walk around and go, hey, I, this is what's going on in my head. You, you, can be, you can be in, a, in this room right now. You can be in a very crowded room surrounded by friends, family, coworkers, or church family. And still on the inside, you feel alone and empty and broken. And you're singing, this is how I fight my battle. But you are so defeated on the inside. Now, now, now you don't tell everybody that. Especially in a faith church. Right? Because they just smack you down. Change that confession. And all you're trying to, you know, you're just trying to feel out some safety spots. But let me tell you something. It's here. See, uh, your victory is going to start in your thinking. Paul wrote that victory is determined by what you wear. Yeah. I saw that little. What? Yeah, that's what he said. Victory is determined by what you wear. He said, put on the whole armor of God. Get the helmet of salvation, right? And you got, you got to get that helmet up on your head. If that helmet ain't on your head, your head ain't going to be on straight. You, you know, see, here's the deal. is you're saved, you just don't think saved. See, you're not thinking victory, healing. Deliverance, prosperity, abundance, breakthrough. No, not, not you're, you're getting beat down in the middle of the night. In the middle, in the middle of the party, you're having thoughts. I'm not good enough, and, and, and I've made mistakes, and, 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 and I'm sliding over here. And, and you're under the impression, see, you're under the impression that God, God, you know, he's probably not going to bless me. And let me tell you why. It's the stuff that I've done and participated in and, and been drug into. Some of it wasn't even my fault, but here I am. And, I, and, and honestly, on the outside, I, I, I look okay, but on the inside, man, I'm a wounded warrior. I'm beat up from the street up, and, and, and I know that, that I've just not, see, God uses good people. Here, here's a thought that good little Christians think that it, here's something that you know that is preventing you from knowing what you need to know that has the power to take you where you need to go. Here's the thought. God uses good people. And see, and I don't know if those amens are, yeah, God uses good people or amen, I, that's something people know. God uses good people. There's no such thing as good people. By all accounts, 
Saul was a much more moral man than David was. But the Bible refers to David as a man after God's own heart. You know what we do in church, and, 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 and you know, and I'm sorry if, 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 if we've done it here and it looks that way, uh, uh, it wasn't our intention, but you, you, you know, you look up the platform, and, and, and I've gone, you know, I'll go to conferences and go to stuff and, and, and get around guys, and I'm looking at them, and I'm just thinking, good Lord, you know, and what they're doing, what they're accomplishing, but, and the thought that runs through my mind is, I'm just not as good as they are. I, 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 get, I just don't, you know, shoot, man. That guy has got victory in places that I don't. That's a, that's, a, that's a thought that is preventing you from knowing what you need to know. See, because there's something about you that makes you you. Ain't nobody else like you. And uh, You know, the, in, in Ephesians 2, I think it is where it says that uh, we are his workmanship recreated in Christ, born anew, that we might do the, the specific purpose that he created us to do and, 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 and that he's prepared, made ready, and gotten ready in advance so that we can live the good life which he's planned out ahead of time for us. Man, there's something about you that, that has stopped God in his tracks. Man, there's something about you that, 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 that God, God has designed you specifically and, and he loves you and his heart is for you and the enemy doesn't want you to know that. The enemy wants you to think about your mistakes but you, need, you just need to take hope. You need to recognize the fact that God has used up messed up people all through history and if you're you know, hoping to listen to, to a good preacher today, you are in the wrong place. See, the enemy's messing with our heads. And we are under attack. And when you feel like you're not good enough, it's frustrating to look at somebody else who has maybe a little bit of what you're dealing with, but they're excelling. And you're going, oh, shoot, I'm never going to make it now. Because I, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I just can't see myself living in abundance. I just can't see. Oh, I, I can't see this marriage working out. I can't see this business prospering. I can't see this body healthy. Now, at one point, at one point, I, you know, you know I, I saw us enjoying life together, long marriage. At one point, I saw this idea elevating and, and carrying it. At one point, I could see it, but man, stuff happened, and now I just don't see it anymore. What, what happened? Well, things changed. No, 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 no. Your thoughts shifted. See, at one point, you could see it, but now you can't. See it because what you see, what you see is how you think. See, because words, words, the word of God is impregnated with the thoughts of God. And the thoughts of God carry images. And it's like what God sees, it's his imagination. Can you imagine God's imagination? <laughs> you know, I know the thoughts that I've been thinking about you. Thoughts of good, not evil. God said, when, 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 I'm, when, I'm, when I see you, oh, 
Man, what a stud. Everybody else, when they see you, you're thinking, wonder what they're looking at. You know, when, when, the thoughts of God towards you are awesome. And he's wanting to show them to you. You know, you, you can see it for a season, but now you can't see it. How am I going to fix it? How do I get it back? Well, you have to regain your mind because your thoughts carry the images. And so you got to begin to see it again. You, you, look at somebody say, it's time for you to see again. Come on, look the other way. Say, think vision, baby. Okay, let's go to Luke chapter 18 real quick. Look at this. When Jesus arrived at the spot, he stopped. Now, I'm telling you, that, that, okay, what's the spot? Well, remember the blind guy? Now, it says in a lot of your translations, when you go back and read it, it says there was a certain blind man. There was something about that one. What was it? He had passion. He was the loud one. He was not the only blind guy. Okay, 37 miracles in the Bible that are recorded, uh, that Jesus performed. Uh, uh, only one's recorded in all four of the Gospels. Uh, 37, 30, 31 of the miracles recorded are individual uh, miracles. Six have to do with blindness. Every single one of those was handled differently. Okay? And you just need to know that thought to realize that God's going to do it God's way. But, but, but check it out. Uh, six had to do with blindness. Blindness in, in this era, you know, man, blindness was rampant. It was everywhere. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't have the eye doctor. You, you know, man, they had qualified me as blind. You know, they, they weren't wearing, you, you know, contacts. You know, so, so uh, there was a lot of blindness. He was not the only blind person in the crowd, but there was a certain blind man. Okay, there's a certain one, and, 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 and man, and, and he, he, wasn't, he wasn't ashamed to cry out to God. He had some passion. Anybody in here got some passion? See, you know, you know what we got to do? How do we create the spot that'll stop our God? We, we, when, when you, well, you got to be willing to admit, I'm the blind guy. I used to see it, but now I can't. That is blindness. I, I used to see a strong marriage, but now all I see is Hello. Hey, I used to see success, but now all I see is failure. I used to see health, but all I see is sickness. I used to see a breakthrough, but all I see is defeat. You got to ask yourself, are you brave enough to see beyond your current situation? Are you brave enough to see yourself beyond the borders that are trying to contain and paralyze you? Can you see your family restored? Can you see your business succeed? Can you see yourself? Come on, somebody. And, and look what Jesus said. He said, bring me the blind guy. And then he asked him, he asked him this weird question. Why would you ask a blind man, what do you want? Well, could you imagine the response that God would get if he was here physically today? We advertised God. You know, it's like Christmas with Santa. And you get to come and sit on his lap and tell him what you want. You know, if God was asking the question, what do you want? Can you imagine some of the wild answers he'd get? What do you want? What have you been asking God for? What do you want? And he said, I need to see. 
man, I, I just want you to see. How, how desperate are you to see what God sees? Do you have a passion? God, show me what you see. I've been saved and called, but not according to my purpose, but according, not according to my work, but according to your purpose. God, I need to see your purpose for my life. God, I, I, need, I need to see your purpose for me as a father. I, I need to see the purpose that you have for me as a dad so, so that I can raise these kids right, so I can lead them right, so I can speak into them right, so that when they fail, I got words of life, so that when they stumble, I got healing in my hand, so that when they're thinking wrong, I got the thoughts of God to interject into their life. I need to see it, God. I need to see again. To be who you've called me to be, I got, I got, to, I got to get some God help here because I'm not seeing things right. I need to see. And, and look what Jesus said in 42. All right, begin seeing. And I'm telling you that that's what God's saying to you today. Begin. Go ahead, begin. You want to walk in health? Okay, begin to walk in health. See, you, you, you got to get that helmet on. Don't think... In your situation, what would somebody like I used to be do? Think, what would somebody like who I am now do? Because now I'm a new creature, a new man. Uh, uh, man, a new life has begun. Don't take your new life and fill it with your old life thought style. Right? So begin seeing. You, your faith makes you whole. Man, begin, begin to do what you know to do. See, you might have, you might have, you might, you might have information, and you might have understanding, but if you don't begin to do it, if you don't, man, you know, in your finances, you might understand that. Well, we're going to have to like spend less than we bring in. Okay, well, I get that. That's the info. And then I think about it and I develop understanding. But until you actually apply that understanding. I mean, it's good info, and your understanding's good, but until you apply it, it's good for nothing. Right? So you got you to begin to do it. Here's my challenge for each of you for this week, this season, this coming season. Could you see yourself in a different place in, in your relationship? Could you see yourself physically in a different place? Are you brave enough to see yourself in a, in a different spot physically? Are you brave enough? Then, then would you begin to do what's required to take you there. Would you allow God to infuse you with the strength? Because, see, the enemy's telling you you can't. See, and the enemy's attacking, you know, who you are. You're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not rich enough. You're not powerful enough. You're, you're not, no, no, no. You can do all things. You got what it takes. I said, you've got what it takes. Couple more verses. And, and look, look at this. Instantly, that man could see. Instantly. See, when you begin, let me tell you what, that's when everything's going to begin to change. I said, that's when everything's going to begin to change. And he followed Jesus. Well, how do I know if what I'm doing is the right thing? Is it making you follow closer to Jesus? Man, will you follow closer? Because, see, a lot of times we're asking God for stuff, and when we get it, we drift from God because we got what we asked for. You know, you ask for increase in finances, you get it, and then you're away from God until you're broken, and then that brokenness brings you back. No, no, hey, God, will this make me closer to you? 
And check it out. Check it out. Uh, could you use what you receive from God to bring glory to God? See, because he followed and, and gave praise to God. Right? So with this, and, and, and if people see it, would it make them go, well, praise God too? Or would it make them think, wow, you're smart. Wow, you're brave. Wow, you're special. Wow, you're, no, no, no. Our life is not about us. It's to elevate him. It's just to elevate him. I mean, if my purpose is to be the little boy that takes Samson's hand and tells him where to put it, then God, if that's the purpose for my life, then reveal that purpose to me because that's what I want to do. If I'm supposed to be the handmaiden that's making the bed that tells Nam, hey, if you go to the prophet, you can be healed, then I want to be a bed maker. I don't care about the platform. I don't care about the microphone. I don't care about the size of the building. I don't care about the size of the crowd. Man, I just want to see what you have for me to see. And God, I want to stop thinking stupid thoughts and that are taking me to stupid places. And I, I just, I need to see. I used to see it, but I lost it, and I want it back. Hail my blindness. And he said, begin to see. My challenge today is that you can begin. Some of you are waiting on God to do something awesome. God's waiting on you just to begin. You want to see some awesome things? Begin. Begin. Fathers have the opportunity today to baptize their kids. To close the service, we're going to have at the time, and you can go over at that point and get your kids and, you bring them, and create a, a, a defining moment in their life and be a part of it and, and, and just begin to act like the spiritual leader of the house. Maybe you've never been baptized. we got shorts and shirts. You can run over there in a minute and get your stuff. Come over here. We'll baptize you. And, and, and let this be a launching point a place where you begin the new life and you go after what God has for you. Man, hello, somebody. You know, I think, uh, I think the way that we see, I think God's wanting to change the way we see. He's wanting to change the picture we see. He's wanting to change who you see when you look at you. I think that's why Jesus took Peter on a water walk. I think that's why I went ahead and called him out of the boat. And, and, and walked with him on top of the water because I think, I think Jesus wanted Peter to see himself differently than he'd ever seen himself before. I think he wanted him to, to, to be empowered to see himself walking above what others would sink into. I think God wants you to see yourself as somebody who can walk on top of what I used to sink into. I think he wants to elevate you and I want to pray for you that you begin to see it too. Amen. Would you, would you bow your head and close your eyes for just a minute? Father, open the eyes of our understanding. Enlighten with your light our imagination that we can see what you see. God, that we could fly into the future that you have for us. That we would do something with the information we have. That we would begin today to make changes. Well, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Some of you, the first step is to begin with real relationship with Jesus. To surrender your life and accept him as your Lord. It's not the end of the journey. It's just the, it's just the first step. Just say, okay, I, I need to be right with God, man. I, I need to surrender my heart and my life. We're all going to pray a prayer together. I would be honored on Father's Day if you let me agree with you in prayer. If you'd say, okay, I'm going to make this prayer personal. 
let me agree with you. And so while heads are bowed and eyes are closed and people aren't looking around, if you're here today and say, you know what, Tom, I, I, I want Jesus to be Lord. We, we, and I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. Would you just hold your hand up really high just so I can agree with you? Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. So cool. So cool. No better day. This is your day. So let's just pray. Everybody in this place, just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Say, thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody, give the Lord one more shout.